Hey, it's Nick. What's up, guys? It's Paul. And we're the Serial Thrillers. We are thrilled to be back. Yeah, to be back. Uh, season two, I think, is going pretty well. What about you? Are you enjoying it? I haven't listened. Oh, but are you enjoying recording it? Oh, I'm enjoying recording it. Yeah. That's a lie. I definitely am someone who watches and listens to my own stuff. And when people tell me they don't, I think they're crazy. It's interesting because season one was the first time that I like really listened to something I'd made before. Well, actually, I'll rephrase my statement. I listen when I'm like cre- more creating behind it. What do you mean? Like, um, like if I'm on like a, a YouTube show sometimes, like I don't watch every episode. I don't oh, yeah. stalk it. But like if, if it's our podcast show. <laughs> I mean, i'm gonna listen to our podcast yeah no, that it's, makes more, sense. it's more of like a quality control type thing okay so after we've released it <laughs> yes. you make sure it was good yeah you know i listen to these when i edit them yeah you're just double checking my work yeah. uh so season one we talked a lot about my adventure through the marvel cinematic universe yes and i can say now that i am completely caught up mm-hmm. oh shoot i haven't seen the new spider-man oh uh, okay so you're not no but much better than where I was uh, during yeah, season one, right? I love those movies, and I don't care. Uh, I could, I'm amazed. So the newer Spider-Man, it's uh, it's probably get theaters real soon at this point, but it is awesome. Like I'm shocked at how they well these movies keep being, because like you figure at this point they should just start phoning it in, mm-hmm. but they don't. Did you see Into the Spider Verse also? I have loved that. See, that was really good, and it's not part of the MCU as we know. But. No, it was fun because they could just do whatever they wanted. Also, yeah. it's like that's – I think they used animation the right way. Like you could do stuff in animation that you can't do in real film. Oh, you mean like Doug. Yeah, Doug, the Nickelodeon show. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's poor use of animation. <sighs> what? Anyway, I we talked Doug. about this last week. I'm not going to get into it I again. I love Doug. I love Honker Burger. I love Patty Mayonnaise. Deal with it. Okay. I think I'll – I think I'll manage. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but we have a special guest with us today. Oh, there's just this box next to me that's been unopened. I just didn't know there was a person inside. Yeah. Do you have uh, a box opener, a box cutter? Because uh, this uh, duct tape looks pretty strong, and I want to make sure we get through it. This is just mean. It's a hot summer day. I know. So the next guest is really cool because we did a sketch show together recently. Um, it was awesome. Packed house. It was great. I even learned my lines for the show. Wow, rare, that is a first. Which is rare. <laughs> it, it really drives the um, the uh, tech people nuts. But and you also know this guest as well as well. Yeah, well, I as well. I knew this guest before you, so I think that makes her my All guest right, so you more than your guest. Her. I'm out, ladies and gentlemen. Please give it up for Rachel K. Oh my god! Oh my god! Thank you! Thank- wow! Packed packed house with a standing ovation too thank you for having me here i'm so honored thank you for being here rachel we're excited you decided to join us yeah it well um it was this or watch more bojack horseman so i decided i think you made the wrong choice (laughs) (laughs) is this your first time watching bojack yeah it's good right Well, when you start in the middle it's a i've i've watched with friends and when you start in the middle it's not really um as easy to get the point because mm-hmm. I see it as a show that has really poignant commentary on society, but when you're watching in the middle, you're like, "This fucker," you know. I've yeah. never, never seen it. Paul, watch it and start at the beginning. Not in the middle. No, it's oh. not like Seinfeld where you can just like watch any episode. Mm. Speaking of Seinfeld, did you guys know it's the 30 year? Didn't know. They're opening like a Seinfeld experience in New York. Oh, that's, that's gonna be cool. Like, Is uh, it like the apartment and the restaurant? Yeah, and, stuff? and there's yes. gonna be like behind the scenes stuff, and then Jerry. 
He's going to be there just ha- shaking hands. Oh, my Seinfeld story real quick. Uh-huh. When I was a kid, we went to Disneyland, uh-huh. and we did It's a Small World directly behind Jason Alexander. Oh, I thought you were going to say Seinfeld, but was... No, he doesn't go to Disneyland. I don't know. They he didn't give Disney him his, World. They didn't give him his own boat? He was in his own boat, oh. but his boat was in front That's of us. That's mean. Like, he was just pictures. alone in a boat? I think probably with a child. <laughs> They're like escorted around. Like you get the VIP experience if you're a celeb. They, Ugh, they I wish I was on park. Seinfeld. Yeah. Someday. Step it up. But I'm happy they're doing the Seinfeld experience because I went to the soup Nazi and nobody yelled at me. And I went to that restaurant and nobody was talking about nothing or eating cereal. It was just a regular diner. Did you get the oh. big salad? Maybe when the real Seinfeld experience comes out, I'll be able to finally have the big salad. Cool. Yeah, well, I, I, I like I watch Seinfeld. Do you know in the the um, you guys watch comedians and cars getting coffee? Yeah. I've seen some. My mom's really into it. So in the new season, when he takes Matthew Broderick out, they just go to City Field. <laughs> really? <laughs> and eat like hot dogs and drink beer. Oh. He, you know, that's a strong word for Matthew Broderick, right? Comedian. Also, when he had Sarah Jessica Parker on, I was like, that's a strong. You know what? I think he does stretch, but I'll, I will allow it, and I'll tell you why. Because he really does bring on some t- like real comedian like. Most of them are more stuff that I don't think he would like. Now I'll give you my take on it. Hot take. And that is fuck, that. Fuck Matthew Broderick. I agree with Paul in that sometimes you need to stretch out a bit. We're running out of serials, and we're only on season two. I don't know. He hasn't brought me on. I'm more of a comedian than Matthew Broderick. That's true. You're right. Well, Never mind. I don't know. Are you have, refuting your have, own point? Have you guys ever seen Tower Heist? Matthew Broderick is a, is a star. The only movie I'm really into Matthew Broderick in is um, The Lion King. <laughs> was he in The Lion King? I thought for sure you were going to say Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. And... That so I was subverting my ah, point. You know, I was being subversive. Is he in the new Lion King? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Who's... Uh... James Earl Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Matthew Broderick. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, what's his name? Billy Eichner. Yeah, Billy Billy on the streets. He's playing Tim. Who did, who did yeah, Matthew Broderick play? He played Simba. Oh, that's, oh. The, that's the lead. Right? Did I make that I up? I think you're making this up. This doesn't sound right. Who played Simba then? Uh, uh, I'm not looking at my phone, but I'll guess if you give me 30 seconds. Okay, Paul's going to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Talk amongst um, yourselves. Yeah, Rachel, why don't you tell us what cereal you brought with you today? Um, well, I actually found this cereal. Like, uh, It was provided for me. Ruining the, the universe. podcast magic. The universe provided it for me. Um, I brought in Cookie Crisp because my mother never bought me healthy cereals. I think my other two choices for you all were Kashi Goline Crunch and Kashi Good Friends. Mm. And um, this was this was the winner of, of the three. So I don't think I've ever had Cookie Crisp because my, my parents more had healthy cereals. Yeah. And I'm kind of excited because it's just cookies. <laughs> and by the way, Matthew Braddock did play Simba. Amazing. Oh, good. Glad you remembered that. <laughs> yeah, Cookie Crisp, I don't think... I I'm probably had them at some point, but definitely not like a staple in the rotation. But I do remember in season one, we gave Cookie Crisp a shout out because we kept calling it Chips Ahoy. Yes. <laughs> and then we remembered like that's not well, the cereal. I also feel like Cookie Crisp, like I feel like for years they've, the cereal companies were like, Fruit Loops, like kept fruit in the Apple Jacks, like it's somewhat healthy. And then at some, this is the epitome of just giving up. You know, like, yeah. You know what? We're just going to put cookies in a bowl. Yeah, but it's pretty much just aesthetics. Like I was reading the box and they're, they, they know how to like 
in a little way sell to the moms you know it says no high fructose corn syrup or artificial colors or flavors which does it say whole grain first ingredient best ingredient whole grain yeah grain corn which i thought isn't corn just like not whole grain (laughs) isn't corn whole no that's a thing uh, white people play in the south (laughs) (laughs) is it not (laughs) it literally is it doesn't sound that or new jersey we played it growing up uh, let's go ahead and do the pour. Here, yeah, Paul. Paul's going to start. First. Rachel, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about where you grew up? I grew up in a really small town in uh, the greater Orlando area. Um, Kissimmee area? No, not. Like an hour away from Kissimmee and also Orlando. Um, is that how it's pronounced? I don't know. Kiss, P- I think the correct is Kissimmee. Uh-huh. Um, Kiss me? I hardly know you. That's <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> um, I grew up an hour from Orlando at this place called Mount Dora, and it's really known for like the antique scene. Is it like a lot of? Uh, I know a lot of people go to Florida to retire. That's what I picture. Who buys antiques? Yeah, I think people like make trips to Mount Dora to go antiquing from those other beacons. We're mm-hmm. like um, an hour or 45 minutes south of the retirement community. Um, the villages, which is oh famous, very famous, and why is it famous? I mean, why do you know of it as famous, Nick? Oh, I just—it's the one everyone talks about. I don't know. I feel <laughs> How like many every... people are just walking around talking about retirement community. Well, they either talk about they're like we're going to Boca or we're going to the villages. It's true, and um, like a lot of famous parents live there. Like Steve Carell's parents are there. I think Morgan Freeman has family there. Mm. Um, <laughs> He's a big fan. He uh, <laughs> he uh, emails us. Um, so I just had a few bites, and here are my thoughts. I feel like they're exactly what they promise, in the sense of they promise a cookie cereal, mm-hmm. and I feel like what I got is a cookie cereal. And I don't think there's anything good or bad about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like little cookie UFOs. <laughs> they're like little discs. Yeah. Yeah, these are fine. These are Were fun. they a favorite for you growing up? I mean, I think pretty much any junk food that came into the house was like inhaled immediately, mm. you know? We didn't, my mom didn't buy a lot of unhealthy things. And this is one that I remember. This is the only unhealthy cereal (laughs) I remember eating because when you don't eat a lot of unhealthy foods, it's hard to balance them. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, nom, nom, nom. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Take what I can get. I would spend like a lot of time at home growing up. I had a little brother who's 11 years younger than me. So Mm -hmm. I was like babysitting him a lot. I spent a lot of time reading library books imagining scenarios far away because we didn't have cable. (laughs) Oh my God, so you used your imagination? I literally had to use my imagination. That's so old school. (laughs) Do you think that kids have, this is going to go on a little bit of a riff, do you think kids have less imagination now because they have so much access to things? Mm -hmm. Okay, we've settled it. No, I think that (laughs) makes total sense. It's also like kids are bad at hand-eye coordination because they all play iPad. I have really good hand-eye coordination, but I think a big part of it was video games. Mm-hmm. Like I think that actually helps hand-eye coordination. Interesting. Um, yeah. My so, cat... so I would think that kids now have great hand-eye coordination. Your cat has great hand-eye No, no, no. My cat has really bad paw-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. If you put a tree in front of her, she swats like two inches to the left of it <laughs> trying to get it. She's doing fine. Yeah. She doesn't need to go hunting or anything. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> So I know it's true because the summer that I got a smartphone was the 
the summer before I got a smartphone was the last summer I read um, like 10 books in one summer, you know? Mm-hmm. Now I can't read. There's no way I would be able to finish I, 10 I, books I, in I a can't summer. blame it on phones and something because I feel like I was never a big reader. You can't. I can. I can. I'm blaming it on phones. Do you still read now, though? But just not as much, or is it it's like just like a slower thing? Like yeah. I'll read like three books over the course of a month or two, you know. That's so many, That's yeah. Like I read like two many. books a year. But it's like I'll read like two chapters I and then like, I'll yeah, put births. it down for mm-hmm. yeah. It's really it. I it it just makes me sad because that was such a strong part of my identity in childhood, you know. Why don't you change it? I would need to get a new phone, and that's, like, really Why? Do you really Why feel that, like, the smartphone is the impediment? I totally feel like it is. Because mm-hmm. I will, you know, because it's that thing where you take it out to look something up, and then you get a notification, and you're talking to your friends, and uh, then you remember three emails you have to send, and then you're never off of it. Yeah. I The only, like, when I go to a movie theater, uh-huh. I, I will not check my phone, maybe because I feel like it's bad etiquette, but, like, when I'm at home watching TV... I'll be like, oh, my God, I missed 15 minutes of the movie because I saw this weird article Mm -hmm. on, like, something, and I went down a rabbit hole researching, like, some really dumb fact. Like, honestly, I really needed to know who the best 10 villains in the MCU were ranked by some random person, and then I don't even pay attention to what I'm doing. That's why I fell off of Game of Thrones. I watched Game of Thrones the whole way, but I realized I didn't know what the hell was going on because I just played (laughs) on my phone the whole time. I don't know. This is depressing. Let's did you have a lot? Did you have else. a library close to your house? Yeah, but like driving distance, and there was one next to my school, and I would just kind of go hang out. I was like a bored little kid. I had really like fervent ADHD, and I couldn't pay attention in school. And I was really like bored the entire day, and the only time I would really be engaged was like when I was doing theater stuff. So, like, I always knew, like, that's what I want to spend my time learning about. I would, like, read plays and watch, like, Barbara Streisand and Charlie Chaplin and whatever. Did you perform in a lot of theater growing up? Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's so funny, like, to... I don't know how much I should talk about this because this is, like, kind of a personal thing, but it's funny to, like, recognize that you have like different cognitive function like in hindsight and it's just so obvious your entire life because really theater was like the only thing that kept me focused and I just remember like one day in kindergarten my mom picked me up from school and she was like I signed you up for a theater class you're gonna go do theater now and it was like always it was at the community theater that um this really wonderful woman named Deborah Carpenter made um in Eustis and she had like studied in Miami and then came up to like the middle of nowhere to start a theater. And that was like what you decided to do with her life. So it's called YPT Young People's Theater. And <laughs> I love it. It was so great. It was such a great system. <laughs> and you would go, th- they had one for like every year of your life. We would do a different show every, some- every um, season. You could also like audition to be in the communal productions. And then when you were old enough, you got to like be in the advanced tour troupe. And the advanced tour troupe, they pulled you out of school to go perform for elementary schools. So it was like a blast and a half. You were like hanging out, driving around with like your older, cooler friends and (laughs) who could drive. What kind of like what, what plays did you do? Um, we did a lot. We did like Stuart Little. We did one called Dear Edwina. Um, and I was Edwina, not to brag. NBD. NBD. 
that was kind of like the formative thing I think from my childhood and I remember when I got to middle school it would be like I would wait for the day when I finally got to go to rehearsal we had really wonderful teachers drive out from Orlando um, like professors in Orlando and we like experimented with improv and sketch and that's so cool yeah it it was really fun it's interesting because like I think back I never did theater or anything but like I think back on teachers who made the biggest impact on me Mm -hmm. and like I can still remember them so vividly and like specific moments that really impacted me yeah I don't know it's interesting Mm -hmm. like those little things that shine through they totally do and I had a teacher I never liked math and I was always okay at it I was always like in an advanced class but like one of the worst ones in the advanced (laughs) class and I had well, one. Like, yeah, I always wonder, would you rather be the best in a bad class or the worst in a good class? I'd rather be, I, I'm exaggerating. I was like medium. Would you rather be the worst on a good sketch team or the best on a bad sketch team? I'd rather be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd, be, I'd rather be in a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, currently I'm the worst on a good sketch team. So, wow. Yeah. But I had a teacher. I hated math. Did you guys like math? Um, I did. No. <laughs> I was I, a math head. I was like, You're okay. <laughs> you did a lot of math. Yeah, uh-huh. I did a lot of math growing Your up. Your parents uh, were I like, slow down math. with the math. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My teacher like made me think I could study engineering. Wow. <laughs> I went to school for engineering at first because I like I thought like, oh, I'm good at math mm-hmm. now. And no, it turns out he was just a wonderful teacher. <laughs> I think that I, w- I was really good at simple math. But once it got even remotely complicated. Once they added in the parentheses. No, once, once you started doing things like with X's and Y's that means I'm like, guys, we have calculators now. I don't need to learn this. It'll never be applicable in my life. <laughs> Too true. And what do you do now for a living? <laughs> X <laughs> plus Y. Yes. Oh my god. Actually, most most of my days it's just like X plus Y equals Z, and then there's like ones, and I don't know. Solve for Z. I uh, on the on the test of life, I did not pass. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, so you said you started out studying engineering. What did you finish up studying? I like. I'm in the school of life currently. It's an ongoing practice. Got it. Um, but I do have like a degree in music. Oh, uh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. What kind of music? Classical voice. Nice. Um, I also have a music degree. Right. We talked about this, Nick. Did we? <laughs> oh. What's What's your instrument again? Uh, I studied composition. Oh, right. We talked about this, Rachel. We did. We Guys, talked about it, Nick. I, I haven't heard it, nor have the <laughs> listeners. Um, something that also influenced me, I was just thinking about this. I was like always the theater kid, right? But when I was like 14, my grandma showed me inside the actor's studio, and it was an episode with Conan O'Brien. And he was such a nerdy boy. He was such like the Harvard graduate who um, always, you know, was in all of the academic programs. And he really influenced me. And I like, I made like a pact with myself not to get any B's for the rest of high school. I'm going to lean into whatever intelligence I have. Because I realized at that point, like, oh, performers should be smart and educated and, like, should know about issues and have a background in something besides just what they're working on. I really got wrapped up and kind of cynical in it because I was in this place that was really isolated and sort of, like, politically just very different from my personal views. And, you know, I was, like, the only person with my religious background. It was just so different. 
I don't know if I'm like escalating too quickly. No, no... <laughs> I was like super depressed. And all I would do is like go to school. I would do my homework in school before I even left school because then I was like on the board of every club. And then after that, I would go to rehearsals at the theater or like go to dance rehearsal and everything I did. I was like, is this going to help me towards my ultimate goal of becoming a performer? It was weird. I like don't know what happened after. (laughs) I was, I, 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 I feel terrible. I feel like I wasted my no. time. I mean, part of it was just that I was so isolated. Like, I didn't live close to my friends because I went to a school out of zone. And, like, again, like, I was so different. Like, the only people I really felt I could connect with were, like, I had, like, a tribe of, like, all of the queer kids and <laughs> nothing's changed. And I was, like, really the only Jewish person there. And it just always, it felt like there was so much coming at me that was, like, Everyone was playing sports. Everyone was mm-hmm. interested in other things. So I think it was just the isolation that made me like go home, read plays, go to school. Do you think that helped <sighs> you repeat. as a performer in a way? Yeah, totally. I think I really like when I was given opportunities to go to workshops, I really took everything I could from them. I would practice after. But I, I just like think the emotional state that I was in was really awful. And I ended up getting really like depressed until... Um, I ended up losing a friend when I was like 16 and that like knocked me out of it and was it was like oh you have to appreciate people for who they are and like be in the moment and not just be wrapped up in your own goals and like what you're thinking of and that was actually also one of the reasons I thought I wanted to be an engineer because um, she she passed away in a car accident and I was like this is stupid for a 16 year old to die doing something that was just getting her to a job. And I still think it's stupid that cars are not, you know, it, we've been driving for over 100 years and this is something people interact with every day and we can't make them safe. I guess like ultimately I know like that's not where my talents are. I remember like the first day of college I was like sitting in an AutoCAD class and I was like nothing I've done in my life has prepared me for this or it was like gearing <laughs> in this direction. That was like a really big moment for me, though, when when my friend passed away in the car. I decided like to start living like in her memory. And it actually was helpful in like getting out of my head in a lot of ways and like being more focused on my surroundings. But like my parents wouldn't let me drive. Um, Do you think that has helped shape you? Like just not having access to like get around by yourself, have like that independence when other kids were having it? Oh, yeah, totally. I think it was like kind of a continuation of like embracing like alone time and embracing like focusing on work instead of partying. I think those make you think differently, you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything like that at at such a young age though. But I think as I got older and when you're in serious situations or something shocks you into realizing like, oh, like I'm not going to live forever. Like, yeah, big shade. It it, it could like really, I know for me personally, it's made me re hardwire my brain into like where I spend my time, who I spend my time with, what do I like to do, um, and not caring, I honestly, and not really caring as much what people think, more of like, why do I care what these people think? This is like my time. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've definitely had that mental shift in the last few months of just like rearranging the way that I'm thinking about other people's perceptions of me and the way that I want to present myself to the world and being okay with how I want to present myself as opposed to how I think others would want me to present myself yeah and, and i think i've i i think there was like a, a mental thing that like i'd say like performing is a good analogy like you know if like you've ever been in your head performing and you're like oh they're gonna want me to do this this and this and then 
I never felt that way as an audience member. <laughs> like, right. yeah, I never. Yeah. And yep. someone didn't walk on a stage, and I was like, oh, like it, I don't know. I was just watching something, and I think I was like, oh, maybe I should just do what I want and I like to do. Mm-hmm. Like that makes me happy. But it was a big mental hurdle for me personally to to get there. Yeah. No, it's tough. Because I wanted to be cool. I feel though, and, and it's never at a point too where it's just like, oh, the the switch is suddenly flipped, and now I'm like completely. No, it's it's never like zero to a hundred. It's yeah. improvement, and but it does feel good when you start to finally accept that. I think that's a big part of just like the upside of getting older. Is like every day is a, a lesson, even if it's subtle. That like yeah, nobody... the only upside, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Nobody nobody gives a fuck what you do. Nobody really cares. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they'll laugh at it for a second or maybe they'll judge it for a moment. But ultimately, people are too wrapped up in what they want to accomplish or probably what people are thinking of them. Yeah, yeah I, I had that like <laughs> a weird realization. Like, oh, they're not thinking of me. They're thinking the same way I'm thinking about yeah. how I, I care. They're in the same boat. Yeah. We're all human. Especially in New York, like, everyone's too busy to care about you. Absolutely. <laughs> me, me specifically. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Paul. <laughs> Everyone cares about me and Rachel, but bottom of the barrel over there. Hey, I'm cool with it. I'm okay with it. Oh, he's piece. He's, he's evolved. Yeah. I think also when you're younger, you're. I, I think it's just how books, movies, tea, everything seems like there's you go point A and B and it ends. And then as the more you're alive, you're like. Nothing ever ends, really. Mm-hmm. Like you're always, things are always changing. The destination is death. <laughs> no, but like I'm laughing because I mean, it's spot on. Yeah, like it really is. You know, we're all going to the same place. Yeah. So it's just which exit do we get off? Yeah. Is it exit twelve? Exit thirteen? Exit. What are 14? we on the Jersey Turnpike? I don't know. That was a Jersey Turnpike Does, reference. Is there a Staten Island highway? That was a. Yes, yeah, Staten Island Expressway. Jersey Shore reference, Ooh, right? Yeah. Uh, Staten Island Expressway. What's it like? Does it go, like, how is it laid out around the island? It's like a bridge, right? It goes through the island? Like vertically or horizontally? Horizontally to Jersey, right? From Brooklyn? Uh, yes, yeah, sure. I oh, I've been on that. Yeah, kind of. But I think it spurts off, too. I, you know what? I should know this better, but. We had a lot of uh, highways growing up in Arizona. Uh, the highways are fun. Life is a highway. That country band did a, a cover of it later. Which, which country band? Um, Rascal Flats. That's the only country band I know, so that works out. But there's the original song was by someone else. Hmm. But I know this because I remember it was in one of the Disney Cars movies. Like it, that was they did it for that. Country is getting kind of mainstream, and it concerns me. Is it like the the values of country music that you don't like, or the actual the vocals? Uh, instrumentation? I think it's a little bit of everything, right? I tolerate Lil Nas X. He can stay. He's great. But he's not country. Yeah, yeah. he is. No, they kicked him off the country billboard. But charts. exactly. Well, isn't that indicative of why I hate country? <laughs> well, but it, it's a weird... So I I'm, I'm, I don't know how I feel in it because I'll, I'll, I think with genres, they are to describe a type of music. So if... So if like, someone breaks a genre, it's like... Yeah, like I, like I don't know. Like if I was listening to like one of the bands I like, and I describe them as like hip hop, like is that true? Or if I was like, no, Blink mm. Two is a country band. Like, okay, maybe not. I don't really know. I don't know much about country music. Okay, I just have negative feelings associated with it because the people I knew who had listened to it growing up were just everything that like kicking 
Lil Nas X off the billboards. Yeah, it's, it's tough though because I don't I don't like to put everyone in in a box with it. Mm. But also at the same time, I don't really know. They need to change the culture I, I, I then. Don't, I don't really know any. I don't know anything to know about the culture. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, because you're from Jersey. I'm like, why I'm not from Jersey? <laughs> Where Did you, you say from? Paul's from Jersey? Where's Paul from? Staten Island. We were just talking about this. I mean, that's the same thing, right, Paul? That's true. No, it's not. <laughs> you have the same accent. I don't have an accent. You have a Staten Island yeah, accent. Yeah, you have a Staten Island accent. Oh. Well, then it's not a Jersey accent. So. Staten Island kids. I get very offended because my parents moved to Jersey, so everyone's like, oh, you grew up there. I'm like, no, uh, they moved there. After you'd like moved out for college and yeah, stuff? Yeah, like after I was gone, you know? Well, it was funny because I would have, I remember one time there was a, uh, someone from like Long Island, whatever, was like, you're not really from New York. And I'm like, Staten Island is literally a borough of New York City. Long Island's not. I would, I would hi- highly argue that yeah, technically. Nobody, I don't think New York thinks of Staten Island as part of the city though i like, feel like have... long island is more part of new york yeah because you only I have like one one subway line going through the entire and how many subway lines are there in long island well they have the long island railroad it's not a subway though. and it's also on the same island as brooklyn and queens yeah they seceded they probably listen to country music there in long no island. i think they do in staten island i taught at a staten island school once and the kids staten there... island is, is is very like uh Right. Right. Uh You can interpret that how you want. I like taught at a Staten Island school once, and the kids there have the thickest accents, and they are like everything I wanted from a Staten Island child. They had like the best quips. They were all teasing each other, but like they had zingers to come back. Mm. They were like, yeah, Johnny's over there, and he's... (laughs) He thinks he's all that, but I'll show him, miss. You just sound like an old Jewish. <laughs> I mean. No, no I, I, I don't. I don't. That was a Staten Island <laughs> child. Oh, what are some good Staten Island zingers? Uh, forget about, I don't know. That's, oh, that's, that's a classic. That's more Brooklyn, I guess. No, uh, Staten Island is, uh, I always say it's the, the mix of Brooklyn and Jersey. It, it combines those two elements to form the perfect place to steal people to be on MTV shows. Mm-hmm. Is it the worst parts of Brooklyn plus the worst parts of Jersey? I I, I don't know. I, I feel differently because I'm from. I don't like hate on it too much. I recognize it is what it is. Um, but I mean, like they just. I, I don't. I don't like to hate on it too much. And all all like terrible people there. Uh, um, they're not maybe my favorite people, but it's weird to be in such a um, big metropolitan area and have this one kind of literally an island that just is. Feels differently from everything, like feels unique mm-hmm. and differently than everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Now that everyone's finished their cookie crisp, I'm ready to tell the cookie crisp story. So, I guess you had put, picked cookie crisp because you had a story. <laughs> I not intentionally. It was just we're gonna the, put a warning on the story. I picked it because it was like the only thing I could remember eating besides mm-hmm. fruit. Well, fruity pebbles, but I guess that was a pass. Mike Bryan already did that. Are you kidding me, Mike? So yeah, talented, yeah. but like he stole it. Besides, like eating kashi, this is the only one I remember because one day when I was eleven, my mom had finally bought a box of Cookie Crisp for my little brother to kind of like eat. He was beginning to eat solid food, and like it was so good. And I just kept eating it and eating it and eating it. And I remember, like, I've I've never been that full in my entire life. Like I mm. couldn't sit down, and then I drank. 
two glasses of water and I was watching Fame with my parents, which was like a weird. <laughs> We're gonna live forever. Exactly that fame. And it was like a weird movie to watch with my parents because it was like about 16 year olds having sex for the first time mm-hmm. and like abortion. And like there was a mm-hmm. little bit of like teen nudity. It was just like a weird movie to watch with my parents. And I remember being like, I am so full. I can't believe how full I am. This doesn't make any sense to me. I had eaten the entire box. And... um I uh, with almond milk so this is a a throwback for me but I ended up like in the middle of the movie like just being like this is the moment and I launched towards the bathroom and didn't quite make it and I threw up all the way like every few (laughs) steps in the bathroom and then for like the next two days I had cookie crisp coming out of my nose (laughs) I mean in all fairness like a drip a lot worse things that can come out of your nose I would sneeze and cookie crisp would come out oh no yeah so that was like a life lesson in. And now here you are eating a bowl of cookie crisps I know. with almond milk. Well, I no. haven't really eaten too much of it. Was the probably. life lesson that you shouldn't eat a whole box of cereal? That was the life lesson. Mm-hmm. In no, moderation. we've all learned it one way or another. I was like eleven. Or, I was definitely in middle school somewhere. That was like the. What do they say? Like your eyes are bigger than your stomach or something. Servings per What's container. That phrase? 12. Uh-huh. Um, so that's 12. If Assuming it was a full box, that was 1,200 calories plus the almond milk. And but all yeah. sugar. 10 grams per serving. I think that's a lot. And this says you should have at least 48 mm-hmm. a day. You don't want to have less than 48 grams of sugar. It says at you least 48 have, grams of sugar. To be honest with you, you got a lot of folic acid, though. <laughs> um, one other thing that I did when I was a kid, if if we're talking about childhood still, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's your podcast. <laughs> oh, it's my. This is me yeah. now. Yeah. It's, it's your bar mitzvah. We're just holding the chair. Okay. Is that a is that a saying? Can <laughs> I guys? Can saying. I tell you guys about my bar mitzvah? We got there late, obviously, because it's a Rachel Kane bar mitzvah, and my mom <laughs> makes me late to everything, and I'm blaming her. <laughs> so we got there late to the synagogue, and then um, I went through like the first two hours, and it was normal, and then like my my dad gave a speech. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, you know, I know if your grandmother could see you here tonight, she would be so proud of you. And he started crying in the middle of it. And then I started crying. And then I cried the entire time <laughs> I let, I read my Haftarah. Like, it was like the most dramatic. Like, I was just <laughs> a 12-year-old oh, going, no. crying and reading my Haftarah alone on this stage. Nobody else is there. And then... um. And then something really magical happened. Um, my aunt, without discussing it with my family or me, or I think maybe the rabbi, she walked up on stage. She's a cantor. And she started, I thought she was giving me a hug to congratulate me on reading. And then while she's giving me the hug, she starts singing this song, like, in my face. And she has a beautiful voice, but it was just so unexpected that we everyone in congregation was like stunned was she like very emotional too yeah she's like a professional singer so so that like knocked me out of it and then like i was able to do the rest of it without Mm. crying (laughs) but i have been sobbing for like a full 45 minutes like in the (laughs) wow but it was like tears of joy i (laughs) you were becoming uh, a woman i i you know i guess it was like the adrenaline I get so much adrenaline being in front of a room. It doesn't matter the room. It doesn't matter if it's my grandmother's friends all together in one place. I just like, you know, I get a thrill. I get a thrill in front of a room. I also, 
I just really, this is a very, very side note that doesn't have to do with the story, but when you started telling the story, I pictured it like if you were ever a filmmaker, <laughs> like how people have like, oh, it's a Spike Lee joint, and be like, it's a Rachel Kane bat mitzvah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's hilarious. Because um, <laughs> the way you said it was like, of course, because it's a Rachel Kane bat mitzvah. Um, I do. You know, I'm glad I can. Are you okay? Do you want some water? <laughs> no, that was so funny. I started choking. I like... I, I, I'm glad I have that, like, quirky, weird-ass bat mitzvah that, like, people had what, to go what in. Was and... your, what was your party like? What was the party like? Um, it was Hard Rock Cafe-themed. Um, Ooh. It was at the Winter Park. Um, Did you have, like, dancers and they give out, like, inflatable stuff? and The whole shebang, you know? And it was at the Winter Park. Like my. Did my... you win Coke and Pepsi? Did you give out inflatable Mike, do you know what co- I mean, Nick, You're do you know what Coke and Pepsi is? Did you just call me Mike? I did. Do you know what Coke and Pepsi is? Did you just call me Mike? I did. What's my name? Mike knows what Mike, Mike knows Ryan. what Mike knows what Coke and Pepsi is. He, Nick, he, do you know you, you know Coke and Pepsi, right? Um, sounds familiar. It's a it's a game commonly played at uh, bar and bat mitzvahs where you line up on two different sides. One side's Coke, one side's Pepsi, and they run. And like the last person to get there gets kicked out. But then there's all these other things that they do, like Sprite. I think means freeze, and like. Uh, doesn't Dr. Pepper mean like run in reverse or something? And there's or... one where you would like have to sit on your partner's lap. Like it was one of those games that's like kind of flirty fun. Mm. See, when you asked me if I knew what Coke and Pepsi was, I thought you were literally making a joke out of <laughs> oh, the of two the... soft drinks. Oh, no. I don't know. I was just at a bot mitzvah recently and they played oh, Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. And I was like, yo, it's, it's, they didn't do a lot of like They didn't do like uh electric slide or like give me your heart baby oh, but they wow. did do coke and pepsi thank god did they make um mummies did they mummify the kids with toilet paper no that's a fun time too did you have a, a barnes nope i grew up in the desert you know i, well, thought... I guess that's not a good yeah i would like... say that's where it started <laughs> yeah <No? laughs> different desert <laughs> i would say like the cool thing about gro- like doing the whole bar mitzvah thing was like it was like going clubbing Every weekend, but you were 12 and like your parents would drop you off. Oh, see, I think, so my, my biggest, you know, this is my gripe with uh, Judaism is that, you know, I think other things have it right because 13, especially as a male, 13 is a very awkward age, mm. you know? So like quinceañeras and like sweet 16s, like that's the right age, mm-hmm. you know? Cause, cause I think it, at 13 is it, really that age where like the girl, the boys are on one side, the girls on the other side. And I don't. I don't think it's not like I don't think it's that flirty yet. I think that comes another oh, year. Oh, but too. I was okay with it not being. Yeah. I was like okay with chilling with my girls every weekend, and we would all dance in a circle. The Fallout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, all the guys would just look at each other like, uh, "So are you gonna hit the dance floor? No. All right, let's get a Shirley Temple from the bar. <laughs> Wait, that's a you, cool drink. What do you do about mitzvah related? That's like going clubbing every weekend. It, it's a like big a party, party with like a DJ. Yeah. But oh, why every weekend? Great. Well, because so many people are having them. You're oh. like all of your friends. <laughs> I was like a puppet It's just like a one day thing, right? Yeah, but not if you have fifty two friends. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. No, yeah. I never had that problem. It, um, it's a they're good fun, problem, but but yeah. I kind of wish. I feel like you know, I kind of wish I was a little older for it. As as a guy, yeah. I felt very awkward. That well, stage. if you think about it, back in the sense. day, people used to die pretty early. <laughs> so like you had They're to, like, you know what though? That's sort of a skewed stat because infant mortality was so high that it actually brought down the the average uh, age. Oh my god, that's boring. But people, <laughs> how droll. Yeah, I feel. Sorry, guys. I feel like people that you would get married at like fifteen, right? So mm-hmm. 
being a, an adult yeah. at 13 meant like, okay, you're getting ready to take the next steps and like raise a family. Yeah, probably. Well, they, got them, they got them started young. In Orthodox now, Judaism too, the bat mitzvah is at 12. So it's even younger. Um, well, I guess they got start. I don't know. Why can't they just push it back a few years? I wasn't a man oh, at 13. they were not having bat mitzvahs then. They were like, oh, you yeah, think you can read from the book of God? You are a woman. Go go <laughs> bake your fucking challah. Like, yeah. go bake that bread. Like, you don't deserve that. No, it, it's it's weird to me too because I went one time. I went to an Orthodox wedding and it was like it was think of it like a basketball gym and a half court. There's just a wall. <laughs> like the guys are on one side, girls are you know. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, I don't know. I had a great time with the cookie crisps. I think overall, I thought these I were. Like the, I, yeah. I mean, I think they were exactly as advertised. They're, they're they're actually I think better as they get mushier. Like they were a little too hard at first. Yeah, they were definitely difficult to eat at first. Okay. But the longer you let them sit, I don't know. I'm going to give them three crisps out of five. That was what I'm going to give. Oh, we're on the same page. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think, it, honestly, it would have been better just crumbling up cookies in a bowl. Yeah, I think you could just uh, like mash up Chips Ahoy and throw them in a bowl. I feel like you guys are overestimating like how much like cookies these are. Like I really do think that they're just like breakfast cereal with sugar on them. Yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but I think it's deceiving. It's the same way if you go to eat um like fruit loops and expect to have like apples and oranges in a bowl, but it's not. I think I was expecting like crumpled up cookies. Okay. And these are just yeah. more it's it's more like that cereal that cereal texture and flavor. Well, if you guys have me on again, I'll pick something better. Like Kashi Kashi crisp. Golem. <laughs> Instead of cookie crisp, guys, Kashi crisp. I will say this though. And you'll really know what it's like to not eat you know, the, the, the milk is good though. The milk was good. Yeah. I don't know, Rachel, what's your rating? It looks like chocolate crisp? milk. Um so if I could go back in time, I probably would have selected Fruit Loops. They're already taken. I know. You know. Isn't it funny? Like I always say if I got to go back in time it would be for a really dumb thing. Like you could change anything and I'd be like, I'd pick a different lunch. <laughs> Yep, that's pretty much what I'm saying. I think, you know, you can make anything a cereal if you try hard enough. That's what I learned from Cookie Crisp. You know? <laughs> how, how many crisps out of five? Um, I would give it three and a half. I think it's, I would eat this for, I would actually eat this for breakfast. I would not eat Fruit Loops for you would breakfast. Eat, you would not eat a whole box, though. Catch me, it depends on the day, you know? <laughs> Catch me on a bad day, I'll eat a whole box. Well, I thought you said you learned your lesson. That's like the equivalent of like, you have a bad hangover, and you're like, I'm never drinking again. And then three hours later, you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. let's go out. Uh, no, Cookie Crisp were really fun. Rachel, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Yeah, um, of course. I, I, I like it, too, because their uh, handle online is coke underscore cookie underscore crisp. <laughs> cookie crisp. We should and so- wait, wait, actually, Rachel, you might remember this. Wasn't there, like, a robber? Yeah, that's the guy. He's he says, Cookie Oh, so the robber was the dog. Yeah, wolf? I think he's the mascot. Yeah, that sounds right. I thought there was a separate guy with him, but it, it must have been creepy on children's cereal. Yeah, I, I, you know, he's not not creepy. Looking at him, he's like for those listening at home, he's a and wolf. And thank you so much for listening with a toothy grin. Um, hi, Thomas. What if we all three of us do Cookie Crisp together? Cookie Crisp! Bye!